Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries, your home for EVs in small town America. We've talked a lot about batteries and today I wanted to talk about an often overlooked item and that is tires. I found an article on greencarreports.com entitled Tires Could Be Costing EV Owners an Extra Charge a Year, Study Suggests. The article cites a study between Geely Research Institute, Shanglong Linglong Tire Company in China, and ExxonMobil. The result is that fluctuation in tire pressure could be costing us 4% more energy in rolling resistance alone. So let's look at this. Back when I had my Mini and my 35 mile commute, I played around with hypermiling, which if you don't know, hypermiling is this practice of overinflating the tires, which I do not recommend, and using very intentional acceleration, deceleration, and coasting techniques to maximize gas mileage in internal combustion engine vehicles. My Mini usually got about 27 to 28 miles per gallon and hypermiling I could get it up to around 31 but oh my gosh it was so much effort. First I put myself in a dangerous situation by overinflating my tires past the recommended maximum manufacturer suggested inflation. Fortunately, this didn't result in any blowouts, but you know, in hindsight, I did bust a few tires by hitting potholes and stuff like that after I stopped hypermiling. I'm wondering if maybe that overinflation shortened the life of the tire and it was more prone to knocks than what it was originally. Second, I like to use my drive time to think or to listen to audiobooks, but I was so focused on shifting or not shifting or how I was accelerating that I couldn't concentrate on what I was listening to. Now, I know my primary focus, as yours, should be on the road, but my brain is always on hyperdrive and it gets bored easily. And let me tell you, driving those dark mornings at 5 a.m., watching for deer just to pop out unannounced, because let me tell you, they do not cross where the signs are. Well, just... Watching for deer, in general, that time of morning gets old. So, you basically just learn to keep an eye out for motion. There's little to no traffic out, so it's the perfect time, for me anyway, to think. Anyway, hypermiling took that away, and after a few weeks, I decided to just let it go, um... But it did prove a point that rolling resistance is detrimental to efficiency. And I guess technically rolling resistance is just that, resistance, or it can be thought of as friction that has to be overcome. 
I'm sure there's some rotational inertia in there that's got to be overcome. But, you know, resistance and rolling resistance specifically is a force in the opposite direction trying to hold you back. And I guess from a general physics standpoint, the greater the surface area between two objects, in this case the tire and the road, um, for their touching, the more area, then the greater the friction. But when it comes to tires, the more you got touching, the greater the traction as well, typically. Um, roughness of the surface adds to this as well and you know mud tires on dry pavement are much more solid than slick tires on wet or ice actually ice is horrible because very few things can gain traction on it again because it's so smooth and the uh, there's no natural friction there are very little friction and that's why things tend to slide this is also the reason that a road bicycle has slick tires, which is good on dry pavement, and mountain bike tires have knobby tires uh, for the mud and all the wet conditions, and it's ever important traction. But the road cycle has less rolling resistance, therefore you can go faster, longer, with less effort. And I found this out firsthand. My first time riding with a group on the road, I actually went for a road ride on a mountain bike. And let me tell you what, I was working twice as hard as anyone else out there and falling behind the pack. But getting back to tires, the width of the tire and the tread all factor into the efficiency for all cars, not just EVs. And air-filled tires, which are impacted by temperature fluctuations, can swing as they heat and cool and, you know, based on outside temperature. I don't know how many times you'll go out and you'll have a low-pressure light on a very cold morning, and then as the tire warms up during the day, the pressure light goes away. This is one of the reasons that nitrogen-filled tires are a thing, because they fluctuate less and this is also a reason that tire pressure sensors are a thing. They're providing constant feedback to your tire pressure. But I think originally this was uh, a safety reason at the onset. The point is tire pressure fluctuations could be costing you from this study up to 58 kilowatt hours a year. My i3 averages about 4 miles per kilowatt hour, so that's 232 miles lost a year. That's a full charge on most other cars. I will add that my i3 has some very narrow tires with a light tread. They're also rated to be run at 33 PSI in the front and 41 PSI in the rear, which are the drive wheels, and that's the cold pressure. The point I'm making, especially as colder weather is starting to settle in, is to watch your tire pressure and keep them near the recommendation from the manufacturer. I check mine at least once a week and I do it either using the onboard diagnostic system or with a good old-fashioned tire gauge. There's little else to maintain on an EV, so check your tires. They are not a set it and forget it item. 
Oh, by the way, the article pointed out that Michelin and GM are developing um, airless tires, and they're starting to equip the Bolt, the Chevy Bolt, with these. So, you know, maybe that will become a thing soon, and this will actually be a set-it-and-forget-it type thing. But then again, as the tires break down, as they will do, as all things do, the fluctuation will still impact efficiency. That's all I have today, so be sure to check your tires. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, and remember, the EV revolution is here, and we are all aired up and ready to go. It's a fun ride.